everybody. This is your host, Kevin. And welcome to another episode of the Holy Perspective Podcast. This is episode three. I'm here with my good friend, Timothy, whom I will introduce in a second. But I just want to thank you for tuning in today. And I want to remind you all of the mission of this podcast. So the whole purpose of this podcast is to invest in the spiritual growth and personal development of every listener enabling you to overcome life's difficulties and to live a successful life all while staying firm in a culture that opposes godliness with every episode our aim is to call is to prepare you to cause an impact in your circle of influence and to get you closer to the to fulfilling the purpose that god has created you for and without further ado I want to introduce my good friend, Timothy Baden. So a little background about Timothy. We met um, a little less than a year ago, I want to say. And um, he's been a great brother since. He has a heart for for missions. He has a heart for for ministry. Um, Someone that, uh, you know, I feel like you you find a brother, long lost brother that you you never thought you had. We share so many similarities, Mm -hmm. but... um, just someone that has a zeal for 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 God, for the Word of God. Um, he uh, currently works at the Las Vegas Strip. So, for those who don't know, that's known as like Party City. What's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Um, that sort of thing. He works at the center of the craziness, <laughs> which is why he's such a great candidate for today's message. So we're going to be talking about how to stand firm in your faith, right? How to stand your ground. Um, so I want to introduce my good friend, Timothy. How are you doing today, brother? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's my day off today. I work last week. It was crazy. Well, not too crazy. It's just pretty slow, actually, Sunday, Monday. But yeah, um, I'm okay. Okay. Well, we're going to have a great conversation, I'm sure of it. Um, but before we do, I just want to ask my brother, can you bless our time together and our conversation today, please? Okay. Uh, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you, O Lord, for this wonderful opportunity that you have given us. Thank you, O God, for giving us a a chance to holler your name, O God, to be given this um, opportunity to be um, an encouragement, to be a blessing to others, and hopefully uh, a good example, O Lord, to this world. And so, Lord, we just humbly come before you, and we just ask that you would do what you want to do. We know, O Father, that we have um, come before today with plans, with structures, and we accept that, Father, that you would bless that. But, Father, we know that you would bless this time, O oh, Father, um, even more, O oh, God, that we would be more happy knowing that you would do what you want to. And so, Lord, we just yes, submit Lord. to that because we know, O oh, God, what you want is what's going to satisfy us. And what you want is what's going to give glory to your name. And so, Lord, may that be the reality um, in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, brother. Thanks for praying for us. I'm so excited to have you here today. I really am. This is one that I was looking forward to. Um, so I think we'll 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 start. And Tim is shaking his head here because he can't <laughs> wait to talk. Um, 
tell me a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, mm. um, a little bit about life in the Philippines and how you got started with ministry mm. and uh, ultimately how you transitioned out here in Vegas, how you felt called to be out here in Vegas. So whatever you feel like sharing um, and midst of all that, I know it's a lot of questions, but just feel free to talk about that. Okay. Well, first and foremost, bro, thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so my name is Timothy Balon. I grew up in the Philippines. You know, um, um, I grew up in the church, basically in the church, because technically I am a pastor's kid. My dad was a pastor um, serving in the church for like 20 plus years. And that's where, of course, they they met my mom and my dad. And so technically I am, uh, but things happen. And so I did not grow up in the church, but I did grow up in a Christian household, which means Jesus is everywhere. You know, praying, growing up, I hear, I know how to pray. I know why we pray. I know who Jesus is, knowledge-wise. And so I'm not really new to the scene, so to speak. And so uh, it was November of 2012 that I finally truly understood what it meant to be a Christian. After that, like, um, the Lord changed me inwardly, not just my actions. And so there was just a burning desire to get to know him more, more and more and more. So quiet time, devotions, um, preachings, books. And then, of course, there would get to a point where you know so much and you would also have a burden to do something with the things you know. And so that's when the Lord started using my mouth, not just my mind, into discipling others. And so the Lord, by God's grace, really used me. But I think there was, um, I think it was 20, 2014, where the Lord really gave me four, five guys that um, he entrusted into my care. I was, I was probably... 18 I was six I was probably 19 years old and these guys were like 16 15 years old 14 years old just fresh into college because in the Philippines back then we didn't have K to 12 so after sixth grade there's no there's no seven eight nine so you just from sixth grade you go to straight first year high school freshman second third and fourth and then go to college so oh, there's wow. like two years so people are graduate high school or finish school at a very young age very young age and so you could be at college at 16 years old yeah so got to disciple people got to be discipled um and it's an amazing it's a it's amazing man it's 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 amazing it wasn't easy just just so we're all on the same page it's not easy Never was. It never. It, God never intended it to be easy, but it's worth it, and that's 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 an amazing thing. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah. So the Lord gave me numbers. The Lord increased my quote unquote fruits, um, and then all of a sudden, the Lord wanted me to go here in Vegas to fulfill because my dad had cancer. So I didn't grow up with my dad. He left when I was three years old. He was really never there. N never. Um, and then, for some reason, the Lord wants me to, to just go to Vegas. While I had so many people, you know, 
that he entrusted to my care to shepherd. He specifically told me to shepherd all these guys um, into maturity, and hopefully they could also dis- do the same thing to others. And so, and then boom, it was a rest. It was a wrestling match with the Lord, bro. Because I did not want to be here. This is America. I mean, yeah, the Hollywood movies were amazing. You know the the. The movies were good. The explosions were good. The the romantic um, movies were amazing to watch. But I did not want to be here. I was like, I'm okay here, Lord. I know you're doing something in these guys, young young men's lives. But see, that's the thing. Um, with God's will, I have to constantly. We all have to be constantly reminded that it's His will. He yeah. can do whatever He wants at any time, whenever, however, because it's His will. And so it took some time for me to accept that. And so four years later, here I am. <laughs> here we are. Um, and it's an amazing, it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Um, I still really have no um, idea like as to what specific reason why the Lord has brought me here. But there are some details to it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I see some some reasons or some ways that the Lord can, oh, actually use me. And one of those actually is part of the mission statement. I feel like, I know, Kevin, we talk about this all the time, bro. But we know, like, I feel like there's just a lot of sleeping Christians here. Mm. You know, it's not even, no, it's not that they don't really believe in God. They're just asleep. Yeah, and they don't, don't even They don't even know it. And so, seeing that reality, <clears throat> um, you know, puts me in place. <laughs> yeah. Puts me in place as to, okay, yeah, I really don't know the biggest, the bigger picture, but I see details of the picture. And so, that keeps me going. Yeah, that yeah. I have to be here. I have to, I am here for a reason. And this podcast, I really do pray it blesses you. But this is part of that reason, bro. So, once again, thanks for having me, man. Hey, man. Thanks for being here. Um and before we go a little deeper, I just want to give some some context, because Tim and I have a lot of similarities in our in our upbringing, really our our, our experience within ministry. Mm. So maybe you're not too familiar with uh, some of the terminology, but like discipleship, oh, yeah. uh, that's just this concept in which you have a mentor, you have a leader, and then you have guys that are learning from this mentor, right? Mm. But in, in, in a Christian in a Christian circle, what that means is that the uh, the mentor is teaching them how to live life like Christ, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus, teaching them the, the footsteps of Jesus. Um, and it's this wonderful experience in which you just get to pour into them, right? You get yeah. to love them and counsel them. And uh, it, it, it's something wonderful. It's hard to describe, but when you live life, putting others first and really pouring into others it does something amazing for you as well because you get to experience god in a in a different way and i had i had that same privilege of mentoring Mm -hmm. a group of at first 12 which narrowed down to nine to eight to seven right because there's always you're never going to have a hundred percent retention rate right In, in, in any business in any store in any anything right church um but those guys, man, those guys that I mentored yeah. and and taught them, you know, how to live life according to scripture, they themselves became mentor 
three, four of them, and then they mentored a group of eight kids. So okay. that's succession, right? Like that's you multiply eight times five, whatever. Mm-hmm. What's that? Forty. I'm okay yeah, at math. That's forty. I think so so <clears throat> that's a blessing, man. When you see the fruits of your labor, yeah, and it's something that you don't necessarily have to get paid to do, but mm. you unselfishly just participating and then you see wow man these guys were impacted and now they're making a difference it means more than a thank you it means more than a gift it means more than money it's just something wonderful yeah um and i think it's a little different when you leave your homeland right and uh you know you left the philippines behind you i i kind of left miami and i moved out here Mm. um tell me a little bit about that experience living on your own and Mm. How was your faith challenged at first when you came out here? Like, how was it different than the Philippines back at home? Wow. Question, bro. Um, well, it's challenged in a sense that no one is watching me anymore. I mean, of course, we know that God's watching us and all that realities. But when nobody's looking, when nobody's there, because all my family... Is in the Philippines. My mom's in the Philippines. My dad, who's the reason I went here to begin with, um, passed away three months of me arriving here. So oh, wow. it's 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 been tough. But at the same time, it's just I think that's why as 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 hard at as it has been for me, it's all at the same time comforting because I get to see that this thing that I'm this th- faith quote-unquote that i'm claiming to have is not fake Hmm. that i can safely say to to anyone i talk to regardless of you've been a christian for 10 years 20 years of your own been a christian for 20 years of you've never even heard the name jesus i could safely say that it's not religion yeah it's not religion and so one of the challenges was i have no one I have my parents are back home, my family's back home. I have family here in Vegas, but they're all busy at their church. You know, they're they're blood relative, legit. They're my mom, mom's side, mom, my mom's sister, mm-hmm. actually. And then, but they have their own kids, they have their own family, and at the same time, I don't want to be um um a, a burden to them. So I'm just have to I have to learn how to live on my own. Mind you, I grew up with my family. We have to eat where we always have to eat dinner all at the same time at nighttime. We wait for people. We wait for my cousins. We wait. They wait for me before we all eat. If, if I can't make it, they leave the food on the table and I have to make sure I eat it and I have to wash my plates. And it's just like very, I'm, I'm very family oriented. But then the shift happened and then boom, all of a sudden I'm all alone, um, which was pretty hard at this, at, you know, at, at, in the beginning but um it's still hard i think yeah. it doesn't get easy but i guess you just learn yeah and you i think learn. it takes you to a a higher level of dependency with god right yes. to just you have to depend on god there's no especially with the tragedy of your dad passing and everything mm. you can't depend on him uh mom's not around mom's you know not around. so you ha- physically you have to do your own laundry cook yeah. take care of yourself but then spiritually it's like Man, what's my anchor? Who am I leaning on? Yeah. You have to depend on, on God, yes. right? Yes. So would you say that faith, that that faith was fundamental, like you wouldn't have been able to make it without God? Oh, yeah. Here? Definitely, bro. If it wasn't for God, man, if it wasn't for his scriptures, his um, 
guidance, his Holy Spirit, I wouldn't make it this far, dude. Because cause let's just be practical for a second. I mean, how we hear we hear countless and countless statistics of people not making it. We hear, you know, and sometimes we become numb to it already. Look at any kind of company, you know, no matter how perfect it is, no matter how good it is, as long as it's man-made, it's not going to last. But the thing is with God in his word, his words last. His love is everlasting. And so it's going to take you through a roller coaster, though. Um, but it's going to be fine. And, 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 and as long as we're close, you're close to God. As long as you're, you have truly placed him, not just as your savior, but as your Lord. Yeah. You'll be good. You'll be good, regardless of what happens. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened with the shift. My dad passing away, my family not being there, my mom not there. I was all alone. And I, but I, all at the same time, I have to fend for myself. I have to look for a, a job. I have to not mess this up. Otherwise, you know, so many people are going to get affected by me messing up. Um, and I'm still here. Five years later, I'm hmm. on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the podcast smiling, by the way, <laughs> and um, note smiling. That's very important. <laughs> we can hear it. <laughs> and um, it's all glory to God. It's all glory yeah. to God, bro. Honestly, man, if it wasn't for him, man, I'm done. That's so good, man. And that's a good segue, I think, to talk about your, your current job situation. So you work at the Strip, Las Vegas Strip. <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about what that means. What's your experience like uh, working there? And then more importantly, being surrounded in that culture, which I, I'm going to ask you to kind of describe in, uh, describe into it a little bit. How do you stay grounded in God? How do you stay firm in your faith despite all that you see, all that you're surrounded with? Okay. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, um, as Kevin said, previously mentioned, I do work um, at the Strip, you know, as some of you would probably know. Las Vegas is basically known for the sin, <laughs> for um, the the sin that's so prevalent, prevalent, and you could just feel it, and um, it's just accepted here. And especially on the strip where everybody, you know, because technically, if you guys don't know, Las Vegas is a desert. So if you think about it, who would go have a vacation with their family on summertime when it's super hot on a desert? And for what reason? You know, so obviously there's some tourist attractions. Of course, there's some sights to see. Um, shows to see, but more so, people are here to sin. You know, people are here to not pursue God, is what I'm trying to say. They don't spend money to get to know God. They don't buy a ticket from wherever they're from to, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas to know, to know God. You know, nobody says that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody says that. I'm going to go to Vegas because everything everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You you, you guys for sure have already heard of that reality. And so. Um, what are some sins that are common that you would say here? I think gambling for sure. Um, prostitution. Seduction for sure. Human trafficking. We've we've had a actually has been like something big that's on my heart honestly. 
Um, but yeah, human trafficking. Um, just a lot of like lust of the flesh. Lust, lust of the flesh. Anything, anything that you think that would give you gratification, um, is here. <laughs> you got some, you know, drugs. You got what? You got you got everything. You have you have buffets here in each hotel. So yeah. that shows if you're hungry, gl- gluten. That's it. If you're if you're if you're hungry, there's countless buffets here. There's promos on those buffets. And you just think about oh my goodness. And so um So you see you're working, you see all this in around you. There there's shows, there's shows, girls, girls all the time. Yeah. Um how do you as a godly man stay firm in your faith despite seeing all this stuff? Well, um it's hard. It's it's definitely hard. And the thing here's the thing is the thing is with God he does the work. Hmm. And I think the sooner the the better the sooner the better you understand that that he does the work. When you know when you actually truly have been changed by God, all I have to do is let him do it. Dude, Lord help me. Hmm. I think that's always something nice to um practically do. Go in wherever you go, regardless of how good you think you are. If even if the thing you're gonna do is like super in your strength, quote unquote, or in your weaknesses, quote unquote, humble yourself. Humble yourself and ask the Lord to help you out. Because I think the Lord actually not I know. I know the Lord answers the call of his children. Hmm. Especially if that call is for holiness for righteousness for for abstinence for for christ likeness i think those are the prayers that the lord answered the most yeah you know because that's our that's that's number one we were made in his image obviously before we even can ask any prayer before we can even ask for anything we were already made in his image so he cares more so for us to be cultivated in his image and so um, going into work, it's tough, man. I really have to pray before going to work, bro. Cause like, especially when it's summertime, cause mm-hmm. like you, you see people walk, you know, you see people, I work at Starbucks by the way. So <laughs> I've, I don't know if you've talked about that, but I work at Starbucks. And so everybody comes to coffee, regardless of race, regardless of color, regardless of age, everybody goes to Starbucks. So I see everybody. I'm drinking one right now. See, look at that. Um, we're not sponsored by the way, but Starbucks, Hey, uh, (laughs) um, it's his will. It's his desire for us to be more like Christ. Yeah. I think it's something that he answers. And with that, um, it helps me every single day. Lord, I know Mm. that this temptation passed by or this, this, whatever passed by. I know, Lord, this is not it. Mm. I know this is not going to satisfy. I know this is not going to, um, bring me closer to you. And so that's one. So two is you have to practical work. That's number one, the practical application. You have to pray. You have to submit your God. Number two, you have to know who God is first. And so, uh, because I know that God is holy. And if I do want to give glory to a God that's holy, how would I live my life? Yeah. You know, because if your God is just something who someone who you could just, it's like an ATM 
you know, you just come to him regardless of what you want to do. You just want to go to him if you need something. Then that's the that's the God you're probably pleasing. But the God of the Bible is a holy God. Hmm. And so there should be a burning fervor in you, right. in me, each and every one of us to please the Lord in holiness. And that's that's practical ways I do that is when I when because when I'm I, I play I used to play um, Dota. It's like League of Legends. So I have to it's basically a game where you have to focus on details, you know, just like chess. Mm-hmm. I know you play chess. Details are very important. Actually, not not just in games, in ge- life in general. De- details are very important. You have to be sensitive to the things going on around you. You're so thoughtful, bro. And so, and so, um, when you see, when I see it on my peripherals, on the side of my, okay, you know what, bro? I I call my 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 manage my my supervisor. Can we switch? Hmm. Can we switch that way? I don't have an interaction with this female. Or I don't have an interaction with this girl or with whatever. That way my mind is not tempted. Right. People think temptation is just always there for us to end for, for us for it to let it like enter in us, for us to sin. No, we could actually run away. Right. We could run away. And you know this. I know this too. We could run away. It's hard though. Yeah. That's why we go to the first point. We God wants us to be holy. And so yeah that's so good and i think what you said is you're right like the scripture tells us to flee from temptation right not 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 play with it not see like oh i'm a strong man not go close to it too right yes and the two those are two great points number one like it doesn't depend on your strength it depends on god's strength like he gives us his spirit his Mm -hmm. word and if you're trying to fight it in your own strength, then you're going to give in. You're going to fail. And it doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter if you're at school, you're at university, yeah. at work. If there's temptation around you, which is it's everywhere, right? Don't fight it in your own strength, right? Don't entertain it. That's like saying, hey, I'm going to go to the strip club, but I'm going to close my eyes the whole time, <laughs> you know? And I'm going to fight it. Like, you're surrounded by darkness. Like, eventually yes. you're going to cave in. You yes. have to leave that environment, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, the other great thing is like knowing the nature of your God, right? Mm. Who is God? God is holy, he was saying. And so that's what I think you were saying. Like that separates the real Christians from the fake Christians, like the, the, the sleepers. Yes. Right. Like if your idea of Christianity is Sunday church, right? Yeah. And the, the Bible verse of the day, then I'm sorry. That's all you're going to get out of God, right? Yeah. Um, and then if you're living your life Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, like it's no big deal. Hey, that's my life. God, you're, you're, you're scheduled for Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, it's me. It's probably a different God. That's a different God. And not only that, but, uh, you're deceiving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I would question your Christianity, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would ask her, ask yourself, Hey, am I really pursuing the Lord? You know, like, or is this? just a club just a membership you know and i'm sorry that might sound very um direct and very confronting but the fact of the matter is that our salvation's on the line right we can't be toying with sin the wages of sin is death and god tells us to separate ourselves from that you know we all fall short of the glory right we need to take this life very seriously because the decisions we make will determine our eternal destiny. But before we go on, and and I think this is a great conversation, we want to ask you to 
support this podcast there are very different ways that you can do this but the first thing is that keep in mind this is a ministry right this Mm -hmm. is something that i believe the lord will use to reach others that they may come to know him uh and i believe that it's if it's bringing value if it's edifying you if it's blessing you and you are in a position where you can contribute financially please consider doing so there are several ways you could do that you could do that through pay, paypal or or cash app if you want to donate via cash app you can at money sign holy perspective i believe that's how you say it or you could just go to our website holyperspectivepodcast.com slash donate once again that's holyperspectivepodcast.com slash donate um, and there you will find some forms and links through which you can contribute and let's say you can't contribute well this podcast is sponsor free so one of the best things you could do is share the podcast right follow us on instagram at holy perspective podcast on tiktok at holy perspective um, and just share with your friends right send them an episode if it's blessed your life and just help us to reach more young people so with that being said and we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in today. Um, and I think it's a good conversation. What do we do, Timothy, when we're faced, uh, when we face a situation in which our value system is challenged and in which our faith is challenged? And I'll give you some examples of this, okay? Maybe you can relate to something similar that's happened to you at work. You work at an office, they call on the phone and the boss is, is in his office. He says, hey, tell them I'm not I'm not here, right? Typical situation. He's asking you to lie, right? You're an accountant and then your boss says, hey, move some numbers around, you know, just make it look good on paper. But you know that in essence, you're lying in order for the, for the company to profit more, right? Mm. So what do we do when we're asked to do something that challenges our belief system, that goes against the word of God? What are some ways that we can stand up against that? And do you have any examples maybe that you've encountered while working there at yeah. the strip? Well, <clears throat> what worked for me, okay, is I was upfront with my faith. I let everybody know, yeah. yo, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Because you know, if you're, you you know monday to monday to i'm sorry guys but monday to saturday christians won't usually profess that usually some still do but in this world of ungodliness so to speak that's not the words that comes out on your regular person it's not gonna yo i'm a christian you won't usually say that especially in an atmosphere where sin is there you know, sin is reality. Like every single, every door that's knocking on you, you right now is sin. And they don't, we don't, we don't, usually people don't share that. And so I think that that's helped me for a lot of reasons. Number one, not to prove how good I am of a Christian, because like what I said on the first point, that's not the point here. It's not me, but it also puts me in check. It puts me in check. Oh, when I do something wrong, when I do slip up, I am a son of God. Hmm. I should not be doing this. That's good. I should not be doing this. So what worked for me is everybody knew I wanted to be a pastor. Everybody knew I'm a Christian. You know, I have never experienced a lot of stuff in my life. And they all knew that. My bosses already know who to come to when they're experiencing those kinds of compromisations. And they're not going to go to me. 
Hmm. Then that's I, good. They don't go to me no more. Because they know when it's drama, they don't go to me. When they want to get someone, f- you know, fired, they don't go to me. When they're looking for statements for, for, for beef or someone, they don't go to me. And so, um, there's two ways to answer the question. One, first as, way to answer the question is to just prevent it. Yeah. Prevention is better than cure. That's one of the that's one of the things that I learned in nursing school. Yeah. Prevention is always better than cure. And so that's that. And if you're real a, a real born again Christian, we cannot emphasize emphasize this enough. If you really are born again, you would pursue righteousness. You would put yourself if you're if your if your situation is not a healthy um, place for you to practice righteous righteousness you would find a way hmm. you would find a way to practice righteousness and that and one of the ways that you could practice that is by living a holy life hmm. you know you when you when you give change to people do you still a dollar do you because they're drunk they're basically drunk anymore and what's what's 20 <laughs> bucks to them you know what's what's a dollar to high rollers what's a dollar to People from Canada, people from, from, you know, you know what I'm saying? What, what's a dollar to them? You could technically easy, just like take a five bucks and put it in your pocket, but you won't because you know that as, as money is a need in this day and age, we know pleasing God is even more so. Hmm. And so, um, when you're faced with that situations, when you're faced with that reality, always be reminded that it's more important to leave, to to go to sleep at night knowing that you're clean. Hmm. I think that's something that I'm still learning. I, I think that's something that every Christian should know. That regardless of situation you're in right now, I know the Lord is gracious and he would forgive us of our sins if we confess it. I know that. I'm pretty sure you guys know that too, but that's not the point. The point is... How are we being? How are we being obedient to the call of God, man? It it really just comes from the Holy Spirit. The yeah. Holy Spirit, honestly, bro, because that's one of the purposes. It's clearly shown in scriptures. Like, He's here to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. He's gonna show us what that means, and um, part of that, Him showing that reality, is us running away from it too. And so, bro, it's just, I don't know what I'm saying, man. I'm so sorry. But. That's okay. We cut that, cut that out. We cut that out. <laughs> this guy. But, um, yeah. So, first, you, you could prevent it. But now, if it's too late, just stand your ground. Honestly. Just, yeah. Just stand your ground. Now, now, at work, when they want a statement from me, the first thing they say, Tim, you're not lying. That's the first thing they said because there was just a there was a kind of a drama this mm. past couple of months, and um, their approach to me is like Tim, you're not lying by any means. And so you at the same time as, as while you're in there, you, the way you live your life speaks to them. Yeah. And so now when they approach you. They're going to ask you, Tim, you're not lying. You're not doing anything wrong. That's the worst they say. <laughs> it's just so funny because you hear uh, them, you s- those same people come to different types of people who are not believers and that's not their approach. Yeah. That's not their, it's bribery. Yeah. Straight up. 
it's threats, probably threats or anything like that. I don't experience this at work, but you see this all around the world, mm -hmm. you know? But anyways. I love this concept of what you said of being proactive versus reactive, right? Proactive is, uh, like Tim was saying, taking prevent preventive measures. Like, if you know you're going to be in a challenging environment in which your your faith will be questioned or you're going to be in a, in a, put in a position where they're going to ask you to do things that are against your value system. Maybe yeah. you're not a Christian, but you have certain values that you live by, right? Yeah. And as, as, a, as a good, as an honorable woman, a man, you stand and live by those values, right? And so the best thing you could do, honesty is the best policy. Be yeah. upfront and yes. tell them, hey, this is what I live by, yes. right? And that way, they know who to go to for what, right? Yeah. If they, like, like Tim was saying, if they want to gossip, They're not going to come to you, right? Because <laughs> they know that you don't, that's not what you have time for, right? That's yeah. not what you do. Yeah. You edify people. You don't bring people down. Mm. And then secondly, like, let's say you are asked to lie. Let's say you are, you are asked to change some numbers around, whatever. Stand your ground, right? Yeah. Be firm in your faith. Be firm in your value system. God will honor that, right? A hundred percent. There's a story in the Bible of Daniel, right? Daniel was in a time in which there was many, many gods, many idols. He served the king, Nebuchadnezzar, right? And as he was serving the king, they tried to serve it, serve him different types of foods and wine. He rejected it because he fasted and he was dedicating himself to the Lord. There was a decree set out by the king in which they said, hey, you have to worship my statue you have to worship these lords and daniel stood his ground and he said no i will not worship any other god but the one true god and guess what happened he was thrown into the pit in the lion's den right yeah he uh he paid for it he paid for it. he was thrown his friends were thrown into the furnace right a, a fiery um oven furnace, right yeah. furnace yes but what happened The Lord rescued him yeah. from all his trials. Yeah. Why? Because he was faithful. Yeah. Right? And let's say he would have said yes to worship an idol. Maybe he would have been in a good position with the king, had mm. some good wealth, reputation, yeah. but he would have lost his soul. He would have lost his position before the father. Yeah. And you don't want to lose your position before the father as sons, as daughters. That is number one consistency i forgot i feel like i forgot to say that or maybe i already did but consistency because like we in the flesh we're not born and raised to do right you know what i'm saying we were that was original um plan? that was the original plan that was a design mm -hmm. adam the first adam that's what happened but sin came in and then messed the whole thing up But consistency, consistency is very important because you just don't straight up when you're asked, when you're in that situation, you're not, sometimes your response might be a yes, because it's just easier nowadays to do what's wrong. Mm. I mean, we could all agree with that. Yeah. It's just so easy to slip up that five bucks. And what's pressing a zero on your, on your, on your, what do you call that? Um, Excel. Oh, no, no, not Excel. Yeah. Excel, Excel. sheet. Yeah. Yeah. On your sheet to, to. It's so easy to sin, you know what I'm saying? But what separates people from people 
is consistency too. Hmm. When you practice, when you do, when you become consistency, when that time, when, when the Pharaoh now comes knocking on your door, asking you to do something because you have practiced straying away and abstaining and being so faithful to the Lord. When that time comes, you can easily say, you know what? I'm not going to do this with a big smile on your face too. Hmm. You know, with a big smile on your face because you know, this is not it. This is not everything in life. You know, yeah. whatever you're pursuing, it's not, it, it, it's, it, anyways, but consistency is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because it's so easy now, bro. Mm-hmm. You know this, it's just. <sighs> yeah, that's so but good. I forgot to say that, but consistency. Consistency is key. And um, we're about wrapping up now because we're, uh, I don't know, I think we're like 45 minutes in. But Are we? I know. Bro, we get like, like three more hours, man. <laughs> wow. But I just want to open up the floor, man, for you to share any final thoughts, mm-hmm. words of wisdom, anything that you may have on your heart. And then lastly, don't forget, plug your socials, bro. Where can they follow you? Do you have any websites? Do you have any big projects coming up? Mm-hmm. What movies are you in? All that stuff. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, I guess... I think what's in my heart is lastly I would really want to share is be serious. I think that plays a major role in pleasing God because if we're really not serious in what you're trying to do, which is pleasing God, giving him the glory, making his name be known, you would slip up. Hmm. You would slip up easily. And so... I don't know. This just been on my heart too. And then again, this is not this is not something you work for. This is something the Lord does in you. The second you submit to His will, the second not just to His will, but to Him. And I think that's what separates Jesus from the world, aside from His holiness and aside from His all of His like attributes, is His everlasting. And his everlasting ability to satisfy us. Yeah. And so as we as long as we pursue the satisfaction that only comes from Jesus, I think none of this earth, none of wherever you are, whether you're in church serving in him in the church, whether you're in a I don't know, wherever you're trying to work in or at or on or whatever, you as long as you re, we all realize the treasure that is Jesus Christ nothing in this earth will really matter hmm. and it doesn't it just doesn't and all at the same time it helps us have a better perspective in life yeah we start we start not we start not we don't we don't pursue you know things of this world anymore and so we don't at all at the same time we don't put and we don't put ourselves in situations where we're gonna get in trouble and so a lot of it is like inside it's it's his perspective. It's the posture of your heart. It's your current degree or your situation of your situation of your relationship with Jesus. It's all inwardly, for mm-hmm. sure. But there are some ways um, to make the world a better place if you're not into Jesus. But you guys know ultimately that's the only way. But if you have values without Him, um, that that's one of the things that you could do. Be consistent. 
um, in your identity of who you think you are. Um, and be selfless too. The world does not revolve around us. The world isn't here to please us. Um, there's so many other things in this world that really matters and maybe start thinking about that stuff and it will be easier. But mm. I don't know what I'm saying, my guy, but um, I only have Instagram for now. And um, I'm What's your IG, bro? I actually don't know. Well, actually I do. My IG is um, not Timothy B. N-O-T-T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-B. Not Timothy B. Not Timothy okay. B. That's my Instagram. Um, Not related to Cardi B in any way, right? Uh, thank God, no. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. We all love people. We don't discriminate. Uh, please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Bro, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this conversation with you, man. And uh, just to do a quick recap of everything we talked about. If you're challenged in your faith, number one. Don't depend on your strength. Ask God for help, right? Please. Remember God's nature. He's holy. He's holy. So we should strive to be holy. holy. Be upfront about your faith. Be upfront about your values. Let them know, hey, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. Yeah. So that they don't come to you and put you in situations in which your values are going to be challenged. Yes. And even if they are, stand your ground. Be and consistent. God, be consistent. And God will honor that. Will honor that. He right? Will. It's an it's day by day, but with his with his strength, if we are consistent, then we will be victorious. And I like what Timothy said at the end: keep your mind on the eternal things, right? Keep your mind on Christ. The things of this earth may satisfy your flesh for a moment, but they are not worth it. Yeah. Right. God's love, eternal love for us, is so great, mm. and um, we should live our lives in a worthy way in which we bring Him glory. So, with that being said. I want to thank you, brother, for coming on today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Praise the Lord, bro. Praise the Lord, indeed. And uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Again, you can follow us at Holy Perspective Podcast on Instagram, at Holy Perspective on TikTok. And until next time, I'm your host, Kevin. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Tune in next week. Peace.